This infographic shows the evolution of Mossack Fonseca data. We see that there are waves of popular international financial centers over time. So in the early 90s, mainland and Hong Kong companies preferred using Panama and later Bahamas-based incorporators Whereas in, in the beginning of the 2000s, they preferred the British Virgin Islands and to some extent Hong Kong itself. By the next decade, 2012, we see that a lot of this business shifted to the seashells and particularly British Anguilla. So if these waves appeared predominantly for Hong Kong-based clients of offshore corporate incorporators, we see that mainland customers mostly came online after the 2000s and focused their demand around the BVI and to a lesser extent Samoa and the seashells. The results of this evolution have ended up with a scattering of offshore company clients across China and particularly along the coast. This infographic shows the number of clients reported by Mossack Fonseca for its services as reported by the database put online by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. And what we see here is that demand for these offshores has been relatively robust, unsurprisingly, around some of the larger commercial and metropolitan areas. However, we see that there is no necessary one place in China where demand for offshore structures focuses, suggesting that offshore vehicles have become an entrenched business practice and have become part and parcel of corporate governance practices on the mainland. Now, what is the relationship between the quality of corporate governance in Hong Kong and mainland companies versus the propensity of these companies to set up offshore structures. This infographic shows the change in offshore accounts for the change in corporate governance for China and Hong Kong. So a positive correlation between offshore incorporations and corporate governance scores would suggest that corporate governance regulations aren't working as good corporate governance practices wouldn't and shouldn't be expected to go along with more offshore companies, which are almost always untransparent entities and at their worst used to evade obligations to the tax authority, creditors, investors, and others. Whereas in a negative correlation between corporate governance scores and offshore incorporations might suggest that these better corporate governance practices are working. And what we see across time is that during and after the global financial crisis, Hong Kong companies ended up benefiting from better corporate governance practices to the extent that they relied less on offshore incorporations. Whereas in, by the turn of the decade, both Chinese and Hong Kong companies ended up improving corporate governance practices as well as increasing the extent to which they set up offshore entities. Thus, the increase in the use of offshore entities, along with measures which we would typically associate with better corporate governance practices, is relatively worrying. 
More worrying, however, is the fact that maybe better corporate governance rules in Hong Kong have ended up driving out good companies to the mainland or encouraging the transfer of business from Hong Kong to the mainland where corporate governance regulations are more lax. The infographic in front of us now shows the annual change in Mossack Fonseca offerings of company openings, namely how many companies that Mossfon opened for Chinese and Hong Kong clients. And what we see is that before the turn of this decade, that Chinese demand for offshore companies followed or coincided with Hong Kong demand for offshore entities. However, by 2002 onward, we see a significant divergence in demand for offshore entities between Chinese companies and Hong Kong companies. This date is noteworthy because Hong Kong not only had adopted stronger corporate governance rules, but also had been working on significant changes to its money laundering rules. And thus, one interpretation of these data might point to a significant drop in demand from Hong Kong companies and a significant rise in demand from Chinese companies. And more worryingly, that demand from Hong Kong is actually shifting onto the mainland, such that former mainland companies that would have incorporated offshores in Hong Kong ended up taking this demand for offshores onto the mainland. Yet, as we show in our paper, Hong Kong partially causes the mainland's bad corporate governance practices, and we see the spillover of these poor corporate governance practices and their effects in a significant amount of data in this paper. Other data point to the network or systemic nature of corporate governance relations between China and Hong Kong. This infographic shows the network of offshore relationships between Hong Kong and China as shown in the Mossack Fonseca data. And what we see in these networks is that Hong Kong and China end up using offshore incorporation centers together much more than would be suggested if there were some random factors accounting for this demand. So in other words, if Chinese companies had used particular offshore financial incorporation centers and Hong Kong used other offshore financial incorporation centers, there would be less of a correlation unless there had been some kind of communication or some kind of cooperation between Chinese companies, Chinese incorporation agents, and their Hong Kong counterparts. And indeed, comparing these relationships with the type of networks we observe in other jurisdictions, as well as comparing these linkages to a random set of linkages, we see that these network relationships through offshore incorporation centers are indeed deliberate and cannot be explained simply by random chance. Other data point to the prima facie conclusion that Hong Kong in some way helps determine Chinese corporate governance practices. This infographic shows the change in Chinese corporate governance practices relative to the level of corporate governance index values in Hong Kong. 
So the way we read this infographic is that as the level of corporate governance in Hong Kong rises, corporate governance practices improve, they change over time more significantly. And indeed the relationship before controlling for outside factors, the relationship between the level of corporate governance in Hong Kong and changes or improvements in corporate governance on the mainland is relatively strong. More significantly, we worry about the way that mainland companies use offshore entities in order to engage in corporate misconduct, given the negative relationship between corporate governance index values and demand for offshore entities. This infographic shows the growth in corporate governance index values and the level of offshore incorporations on the mainland. And what we see is that for relatively low levels of corporate governance, corporate governance practices themselves improve relatively slowly over time, whereas in demand for offshore entities clips along relatively briskly. At the high end of the corporate governance scale, we see that the impetus for corporate governance reform significantly strengthens, whereas in interest in these offshore structures declines. If these relationships represent a deeper underlying structure, then these data suggest a level where corporate governance and offshore incorporations balance out each other, such that once these mainland companies reach this critical level, this takeoff level, they will reverse this cycle of relying on offshore entities and instead focus more on improving their corporate governance. Indeed, the Mossack Fonseca data show that Hong Kong as an international financial center had very significant ties to a number of offshore corporation centers. Looking more closely at the data, we see that over 270 bank addresses traced back to Hong Kong, as well as 12 offshore entities, four officers, and three bank intermediaries. The list that you see in front of you shows the names of some of these financial institutions named in the Panama Papers. On the finance and securities side of the market, we see that over 150 addresses of finance and securities establishments trace back to Hong Kong, with a startling 441 offshore entities, 26 intermediaries, and 21 officers pinned to Hong Kong. So we see that Hong Kong and China form a interconnected system of corporate practices. And so if Hong Kong corporate governance practices represent part of the problem or influence mainland corporate governance practices, then fixing Hong Kong's own corporate governance practices represents a critical first step to reforming corporate governance practices on the mainland.